Good evening. Welcome back to In Keeping the Faith. I'm Jim. Tonight we're going to talk a little bit about Christian obligations and duties. Our main text tonight is going to be taken from Titus 3, verses 1 and 2. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always to be gentle toward everyone. Now every citizen of any country has certain obligations that they are required to fulfill. These vary from country to country, and the kingdom of God is no exception. We have obligations and duties to discharge the same as any government. God wants us to be good citizens. And if you'll go back to verse 1, it says, We must be in subjection to the government as long as the government rules doesn't conflict with God's laws. Now, over in Romans 13 and 1, tells us, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. And 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 17, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. He's he's trying to tell us, trying to teach us, if you're respecting your government, then we will respect God. We're to fear God. Even bad rulers deserve the respect that comes along with their office. Now in Acts 23 and 5, Then Paul said, I did not know, brethren, that he was the high priest. For it is written, you shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. There is only one modifying principle to that. In Acts 5 and 29, but Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. It doesn't give us the right to disobey any law that we simply don't like. And you know as well as I do, we don't like the the speed limits. Lo and behold, you break that speed limit, what's going to happen? Going to have repercussions from it. It's the same way with God's law. He sets the laws... If we break those, then there's repercussions from it. We're to be ready for every good work. This can sum up our whole mission, really. And in Matthew 5 and 16, Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. People look at us. And 
they, they judge us. Or they judge the whole Christianity off of what they see in us. I, I, I'm not perfect, granted. But I try to live in a manner that when people see me or hear me, then they can just about put a bottom dollar on it. I'm a Christian. I'm following God. And I, 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 even in my prayers, I pray that God allows other people to see Him through the things that I say and the things that I do. That way it glorifies Him and maybe <clears throat> brings someone closer to God. Somebody that needs God. We all need God. He's kind of like the oxygen. You can't see Him, but you need Him. In Ephesians 2 and 10, <clears throat> For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know, there has to be a pattern of good works in our lives. Titus 2 and 7, And all things showing yourself to be a pattern of good works and doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, and incorruptibility. A person who is busy in good works ain't got time for fighting and, and arguing because they're too busy doing what God has us to be doing. And we each have our own purpose. And God knows what each of us' purpose is. He has a plan. And you can't rush that plan. God does things in His own way and His own time. <clears throat> now, another obligation is we we got to be careful what we say. And in verse 2 of Titus, the first words are to slander no one. You know, our tongues are the most vicious part of the body. The things that we say can reap all kinds of, of bad. Just, just a few words. In Proverbs 12 and 18, there is no one or I'm sorry, there is one who speaks rashly like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise heals. That right there, <clears throat> our tongue basically can make or break someone. We can use it to cut people down. And yeah, I know we all, we've all been there. We all make that mistake. It's just human nature that someone takes a jab at you, you're going to snap back before you have time to even think about it. I've always been been told to speak slowly, which what it's what it, the meaning behind that is give yourself time to think about what's going on, to choose your words before you say something you don't mean to or something that you'll regret. Because the tongue, there again, make you or break you. It can cut someone down, and it also has the power to heal. In James 3, 14 through 16, 
But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. You know, we're to put away such sins as this. And in 1 Peter 2 and 1, tells us, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. <clears throat> you know, we should also be careful about what we say even when it is true. Because people pick up on tones, how you say things. I'm awful about it. My wife will tell you, I try to say something good, but I'm not real good with wording some things or it's my tone and I end up and it comes off wrong or she takes it wrong. So, you know, our tone says a lot. It actually sets the stage for what you're trying to do. So we got to be careful not only with our words, but with our tones. And another <clears throat> obligation or duty, and it says right there in the second part of that, the second verse, it said talking about we must be peaceable. And it's just straight, straight up peaceable. To slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate. King James and the American Standard <clears throat> speak of this in the negative sense. The King James says for us to not be brawlers. Alright, well, like most of us, we think of brawling, we think of a fight. That's just the way our minds work. Someone says brawl, alright, there's a fight somewhere. The American Standard says not to be contentious. They all mean the same thing, but I like this one because it says peaceable. There is no no misunderstanding that. We're to be peaceable. We won't be out here fighting, starting arguments, saying things that we shouldn't say. You know, Strife and contention are are easy to spread. <clears throat> In Proverbs 17 and 14, starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. So drop the matter before a dispute even breaks out. You know, we all have our own opinions. And if we don't see eye to eye, there's no point in taking it any further. Just accept the fact you have your own opinion and it, it may differ from other people. We're not all the same people, so it's only natural that we're each going to have our own way to do things, our own opinions. That's, that's the way God made us. He didn't want a bunch of the same. 
So we're all different. We all have our uniqueness. You know, we should strive to, to make peace and live at peace with ourselves as well as our neighbors. That's, that's part of being peaceable. We're to be peaceable with everyone we encounter. Matthew 5 and 9, it said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. That's pretty straightforward. Blessed are the peacemakers. He's, he's not going to... <clears throat> People out here brawling and stuff, they're not going to be considered sons of God. It, it, right there. Verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers. And in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 13. And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. I mean, basically, over and over and over again through all the scriptures telling us to be peaceable. And that's the way we've got to be as Christians. We have to live a peaceful life. Because if you're not, then strife and anger and brawling all follow. But if you're living peaceably, is that not much more serene and calm? Wouldn't you rather live a nice, calm life instead of... Like a lot of the people, I mean, there's... The opposite of peaceable. Romans 12 and 18. <clears throat> if it is possible as much... As depends on you, live peaceably with all men. I mean, he continues to tell us in several more scriptures about living peaceably, about living obedient lives, lives that glorify him in our brothers' and sisters' eyes. Because the more people see God in you, it's going to make them wonder, wow, look at how he's living. Everything just, you know, it, it's going to make them want to get in there and learn about God. It's going to end up and bring people to God. And that's our, that's our, that's one of our big goals. He tells us over and over, but the one that sticks with me is in Mark 16 where he tells us to go out and preach the gospel to all living creatures. You know, we're supposed to be telling people about it. And sometimes you ain't even got to say a word. People see how you live. They can see God through everything that you say and do. That's going to catch their attention. It's going to make them wonder. It's going to make them want to know. And I only hope 
that. People look at me and they know, yeah, he goes to church. I can tell he goes to a church. I hope they. I hope that's what they can say, because if they say that, then I know that they can see God living in my life. You know, back there, verse two, it also tells us that we got to show a spirit of gentleness and humility. But there, in, in verse two, it also tells us to be considerate. And always be gentle towards everyone. There again, it's it kind of goes back to the tongue, what we say, how we say it. Sometimes it might not sound too gentle; it might sound a bit harsh. And I'm guilty of that myself. Work in progress. Gentleness <clears throat> meaning forbearing, moderate, or patient, which is the opposite to being a contentious person, always brawling, looking for the next fight, you know. In Philippians 4 and 5, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. There again, they can see God in your actions and your words. Meekness is being willing to sacrifice self-interest. Having your strengths under control. Like having your sharp tongue under control. Don't just blurt out something. Think about it. Be slow to, to speak. Always give yourself time. Because we all going to find ourselves... <clears throat> excuse me we're all going to find ourselves at some point in what could turn into an argument well, just just be slow about what you're going to say think about it you know don't, don't let it exasperate you now how was Jesus meek 1 Peter 2 and 23 who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. <clears throat> now, if you think about it, when they started bringing Jesus before Pilate, handed up, getting lashed that still wasn't good enough for him but he didn't strike back he, he never even tried to defend himself he knew the plan that his father had for him and when they nailed him to the cross they told him if you are truly the son of God save yourself granted yes sir he could have saved himself, but he saved us by staying. He saved us by spilling his blood. And because of him, we each have a 
a hope of an eternal home when this life passes. And this life is like the snap of a finger, a blink of an eye, and it's gone. It's over. Eternity. Our, actually, our minds can't really even fathom eternity. We know the word. We know that their eternity is never ending. But when you compare it to the lives that we live, it's just a blink of an eye. So I ask you, are you fulfilling your obligations and duties as a Christian? There are so many things that we as Christians should be doing and should not be doing. And the only way that you're going to find that out is to pick your Bible up and read it. The Bible is our instruction in life. It tells us how to have life even after death. And that's what we want. We want to live eternal with God. So if you want to know, pick your Bible up. I grant you, you won't be disappointed. And I wish you all a blessed night.